the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. Coming up a little bit later on, we're going to be talking to the co-star in the RuPaul Netflix series that's going to be premiering on Friday called AJ and the Queen, actor Michael Leon Woolley, Shan Carr, and Brad Fur, and me, John Taylor, and here we are on number 21. Wow. So what is going on in I Love Gay Palm Springs? Everything. We're in season, and it's we really are. heating up. Well, the film festival has been happening, and uh, last night I was at V Wine Lounge for uh, a nightcap after celebrating Jeffrey Norman's birthday. I saw that. Tropical, which was fun. Happy birthday, Jeffrey. Yeah. I love and, that, man. And uh, one of our city council members stopped in. Dennis Woods and his husband were in, and they were still in film festival mode. It was like 9 o'clock, and we're like, stop in, have a glass of wine. We're like, no, we're just uh, we're on our way to a 9.45 show. So those films go late. Tonight, we have an early one at the uh, Palm Springs High School. It's Gay Chorus Deep South. It's mm-hmm. a good film. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw the trailer and I was weeping. And that yeah. was the one that was at Cinema Diverse, correct? It was also there. In, uh, but I think uh, the the chorus is going to be appearing. They are. As tonight. well, which really. And which one, one of the much. five choruses in Palm Springs is performing tonight? The Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus. Yes, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, it's a little confusing when we've and got Gay so many. Gay Chorus Deep South, if you don't know, is uh, about the uh, San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus going into the Deep South and trying to, you know, spread a, a, a message of acceptance and uh, tolerance. And uh, certainly uh, an interesting journey they took. Yeah, and so many of the gay choruses have done this. I was associated with the Gay Men's Chorus of Los Angeles for a number of years. And our chorus went to uh, rural areas as well. And I remember, I think we were in Iowa and... Uh, Utah and many other places. Uh, part of it was the Laramie Project when oh, yeah. that was happening. Yeah, um, and it does change hearts and minds. It, you know, this is what you'll see tonight in Gay, Gay Chorus Deep South if you happen to go to the movie. And it is at Palm Springs High School, so I suspect there's still tickets available. You will see protesters. You're going to see uh, all kinds of things that happen as this chorus makes its way into the Deep South. And then you're also going to see how some hearts and minds were changed over time. So it's, it's, it's quite an amazing documentary, and uh, it will be a nice, a nice film tonight for the gala evening. Now, there's also a lesbian film called Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It is not a documentary. It's based in 18th century. Right, it's a period piece. Yeah, that's... and that one's at uh, 3.15 this afternoon, also right. at the high school. Uh, Palm Springs High School. And then tonight at 9 o'clock, you and I are going to be going to the big gala celebration at Toucan's. Yes, which is like midnight to me nowadays. <laughs> I'll get a couple of toothpicks to prop your eyes open. I know. I'm going to have to chop and snort some green tea tablets or something. Because, you know, at my age, that's drug use. So I don't I mean, I know. But yes, I'm looking forward to it. And that's sort of uh, some of the producers and directors and stars of the LGBTQ movies that have been throughout the festival usually wind up going to that party. I thought this was going to be the first year I wasn't going to make it. But uh, in fact, your in. date bailed on you or whatever. So I'm I'm always a good arm. I'm not sure I would call me candy. Your arm gravy? Arm gravy. Oh, my God. That's so right and sad and kind of creepy and gross. But right. <laughs> Arm gravy. Oh, my oh gosh. My I think God. I'm going to take to that. She just drips off of you. Okay. Arm butter, maybe. Arm butter. Okay, I'm going butter. for butter. butter. Gravy and candy have the same. You know, you know. Miss Richfield has that line where she says, uh, gravy is a spice and butter is a beverage. <laughs> 
Okay, right. so we got the film festival gala is happening tonight. We have a new show that Desert Theater Works is putting on, Beehive. Beehive starts uh, tomorrow night, as does Daniel's husband. That's it. Oh, Desert finally. performs. Here we go. I've been excited to see how that goes. So there's a lot happening. Camelot starting at Palm Canyon Playhouse. Uh, I think another week before Camelot starts, but that will be also here. Now, Shan, this has nothing to do with gravy, but uh, <laughs> it is Happy Nude Year 2020, and Bears on the Prowl is happening this weekend at Wow, that's CCBC. a segue. <laughs> oh, my God, that's a segue. And Weston puts that on, does a great he job. He does, and uh, that's happening all weekend uh, at uh, CCBC Resort. <laughs> Gee, that sounds like something I should miss. I think you should. However, <laughs> I know you're going to be going to Brothers of the Desert, um, are you stopping by their mixer? Do you know about this? Maybe I you do, know. and I'm going to oh, go. John knows about it. Shan, you're going to learn about it right now because that's what I do. I, I love those guys, though. So, I and I haven't know. really made one of those events yet. So, what do they got going? So they are. Uh, we thought that Boucher would have their new bar open, but it's not. It hasn't been quite ready for prime time yet. But Brothers of the Desert had already scheduled something there. So, so there's going to be a sneak preview uh, Saturday, five to seven p.m. Pulling out the phone, checking I know, Brian, the calendar. And Brian Gallo, of course, is one of the founders of Brothers of the Desert, empowering black gay men and their allies throughout the Coachella Valley. It's been a good group. They're doing some great work in the community and bringing people together, which is really, I think, overdue. And I know Cliff Tatum just uh, was installed yesterday as the president of PSLOD. Yeah. And he's going to be uh, part of the Brothers of the Desert. He's on the board of that. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, there's some really, really great people. Well, and I just sold out my table. I think it took me four days to sell out my table for the El Fun Gala. I think there's two tables left. Uh, if you want to go to l-fun.org and uh, support the Elf Fund. And then I have 19 seats left for the January 30th PS Underground game show dinner extravaganza. So, and you can go to psunderground.com for those. And of course, you can always go to gaydesertguide.com. So I will toot my own horn for just a second. We hit uh, a million page views for wow. 2019. That's fantastic. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, from very humble beginnings, I can yeah. tell you that, you know, I was barely doing, That's you like know, seven years, right? Seven, almost seven years. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think it has been. Yep. I, I came here. It's funny. Today is uh, Jeff Norman's seventh anniversary of moving to Palm Springs. I moved here January 1st of the, of twenty. 13 yep. to start Gay Desert Guide. There's a number of us that kind of all came to the valley about the same time, and we've become friends over the well, years. Well, and that's uh, Jimmy Bogle Jimmy and Daryl Tucci. Yep. We were all and about the same year. I remember because you guys were all on the game shows with me, right? Kind of at the beginning. Yes. Right? Yep. So, yeah. And then you guys have sustained as a click. As we were. we have and it's a good it's a good group of people and uh, and hopefully we're all doing good in the community as well. So I think you are. What we do here, we hope resonates with other people around the world. We hope that you know some of the little things that we do changes hearts and minds. Actually, now you make me want to uh, think of a story from the '80s, and I didn't make a big thing out of it, but I lived in the Bay Area in like '88 to '98. I lived in the Castro, mm. so it was the Walking Dead on the streets in the Castro in 1988 sure. and '89 and '90. Ground and there zero. was still a bit of chorus going on, and we were being like everybody was terrified of the gay community at that point. And I worked out a little thing at a little community center 
um, handful of the choir guys went to a church that was sort of non-denominational, but still they didn't want us. And I arranged a little thing called preaching to the choir. And so the gay men's, a handful of the gay men's chorus guys sang with the church's choir. And then we had a little like social and fellowship and coffee and talking. And I thought that was a kind of interesting way back in the day to sort of penetrate the church Mm -hmm. with some of our goodness. And, and we just called that day preaching the choir. I wonder if that might work still today. Yeah. And music is always the best catalyst for it that. It is a nice and, connector. And comedy. Yeah, well, you know, you're right about that. People laughing, that's involuntary. So PBS, I watched the Dave Chappelle special, the Mark Twain Award, oh, right, Dave right. Chappelle. I'm just saying, turn it on. Okay. It will make you laugh. It will make you cry. It will. It's really good. And it's really funny to see how the white people in the house manage being overtly and visibly white in the house. Yes. Especially as comedians, you know, they're comedians. So uh, just the whole thing. And they do that in Washington. It might be in D.C. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I can't recall, but I think it is. So it's it's like a very uptight audience at times. Yeah. (laughs) And that's like, it can be your nightmare. But I I mean, there is something about Chappelle. He just kept talking about how comedy can be the most connecting, most powerful, most honest. And if you're not sitting in the honesty of it, you're not doing the craft it's due. I I cried a few times and I was inspired for sure about that freedom, right? That, Mm -hmm. and, and oftentimes your audience or the person who's hired you likes to put a leash on it and he just wasn't leashable. No, um, totally not. And both him and Eddie Murphy, how they dropped out of everything for like 12 or 20, you know, 15 years, both of them. And it seems like in the cancel culture, yeah, we have a lot of forces. It's not just the people that hire you or the sponsors or the network. I it's think, people on Twitter. Well, I think that's trying to half shut of, it down. I think that's half of why he was like, I don't care. I don't care. You're not going to cancel me. You're not going to control me. Like, don't love everything I say. I don't care. Right. But my job is to push it, to say everything, to voice all the things right and wrong. He goes, I don't even mind being wrong, which scares the shit out of me. Being wrong. Publicly, overtly on stage, step over the line and be wrong. Yeah, that's dangerous, especially in a little bitty town like this. It can be the very end of you. Yeah. So, it is a small town. Yeah. Wrong in terms of just being stepping over, over the, the line. Stepping over the line. And it's different for everyone in the room. Yeah. yeah. Right? So sometimes I know that the powerful thing, the painful thing, the thing you've been trying to keep inside of yourself, the thing that you would be ashamed of to say is the thing that starts the conversation that can be the coolest. But are you brave enough? And mm. I haven't been lately, I have to say. So it's had a chilling effect, I'm sure, on all comedians and and many people who are out there right chilling terrifying and the days that you feel brave enough to just free ball it like (laughs) like you would have in the 80s right you know and be willing to shock and be willing to Mm -hmm. you know i gotta say that in this weird like strange aimless period that i've been going through one of the most powerful things is talking about the loss of my dad, which has been the hardest factor I've ever gone through. And in the times where I can get humor into it and just the whole audience is riveted and hooked into it. So long as you can bring the beauty and the light into that story, 
Those and are the honesty. few times. Those are the few times where people would say, "Don't do it. Just don't do it. This is not comedy." And those have been the most liberating, powerful instance. Not for public everything. I know. I like. I actually. I love the conversation. I love what what we're talking about. I think this is really important to have a discussion about this. We invite people to comment too. If you're yeah. uh, if you're seeing this on Facebook, uh, you're welcome to comment on our I Love Gay Palm Springs Facebook page and let us know what your thoughts are too. And then send us an email. You know that's always possible too. John Taylor at GayDesertGuide.com. Oh, he gives my email out so that I have to. Like, that Shankar really pissed me off, and I just wanted to sit down and say, "Well, go ahead." Let's just have the Shankar yeah. pissed me off at gmail.com. <laughs> Let's just start with that. GayDesertGuide.com. I'll, right. I'll get that one for we you. Gotta I get the, uh, the, we got to get the weekend wrapped up because we're going to be talking to Michael Leon Woolley in just a second from the new Netflix series, AJ and the Queen, starring RuPaul. All right. Well, let's do it. Uh, one thing to think about is uh, make sure that you are downloading the new app for the Walk of Stars, Palm Springs. Yes. That was just released yesterday. And you can find out where all the Walk of Stars people are, including Keisha D., who will be honored a week from Friday. So the 17th. Right. On the 17th, yeah. the 438th star on the Walk of Stars. All right. Where is um, her star? Uh, you'll have to consult the app. Oh, okay. Get the app. <laughs> no, it's 193 South Palm Canyon Drive. At our happy hours this week, Street Bar has daily top shelf specials. A reminder that if you have a token from Street Bar for those free drinks, they're ending those at the end of January. Ah. Redeem those by the end of January. Or you will be just having a lot of pieces of, uh, of, of wooden nickels that are worthless. Don't take any wooden nickels. Somebody actually said that Somebody to me the other day. Somebody did say that. Michael Holmes Purple Room has happy hour Tuesday through, actually Monday through Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. It's all night happy hour at the bar on Monday and Tuesday. And our uh, favorite, Keisha D, performs with Michael Holmes on Wednesday nights. Michael's doing some special shows this month as the Judy Show. The uh, first Friday show will be on the 17th and again on the 24th. So if you're not able to see Michael on a Sunday, you can certainly see him on a Friday night this month. Our hot deals, Confessions of a Mormon Boy for the January 14th performance. It's a BOGO. Buy one, get one free for the $65 VIP seat. And V Wine Lounge, you can get a $25 gift certificate for just $15. That's 40% off, and they've got a great happy hour as well. You know, I, I, I got a little inside skinny on what's going on at the, uh, at the barracks. Uh-huh. If you like really, really high-end top shelf, they're basically trying to clean out some of the very high-end things so you can get very cheap shots of very expensive liquors. I wow. thought you were trying to say they were trying to take it up a notch. Me they're too. trying to get they're rid of the good shit and keep it all <laughs> <laughs> mid-range. I used to live next door to an alcoholic that thought he was going to get sober about once a year. Uh-huh. And he would just hand all this high-end booze mm. over the fence like, I'm off the sauce. I'm off like, super. <laughs> Where does he live? Because right, it's January. Well, <laughs> he should be sending some some my way. You know what? Truth is, he's like nine years sober now. So oh, congrats him. to him. Good, good, good. Oh, the phone's ringing. Who could it be? I don't know, but I'm very excited. Hello there. Hello, how are you? Doing great. Michael Leon Woolley on the other end. Say hello to Shankar and Brad Fur, Michael. Hey, Shan and Brad. How are you doing? We're well. I'm well. How about you, Shan? I'm well, and I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, because tonight is a big red carpet, the premiere of the new series on Netflix, which is dropping Friday, 10 
hour-long episodes, AJ and the Queen. The star and co-creator, of course, is RuPaul. And RuPaul's best friend and roommate in the series is played by our friend Michael Leon Woolley. So how's it feel, Michael? Yes. Uh, it feels, well, it's a bit surreal. You know, this started a year and a half ago. We finished shooting in March. And uh, we're excited to finally have people see it. We worked really hard, and uh, it's a pretty good show, I think. Well, the guy who created it created a little thing called Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah. We've heard of and, that. And two broke girls. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knows how yeah, to run a show. Does. Red carpet tonight. Uh -huh. Did you have Cleve, your friend, dear friend, who happens to be a stylist, help you? He certainly did. Uh, and he saved the day. Um, you know, I had bought things for the premiere, the whole cast, we'd all bought, you know, our outfits for the premiere a while ago, but then just got word a few days ago that the attire for the premiere, which is requested, is red hot. <laughs> what? Red Oops. on red on red. RuPaul, who is iconically blonde, as you know, we all know and love him. Yeah. Uh, but in the series, he plays Robert and his drag persona is Ruby Red. So whenever you see him on the show, he's in, uh, he wears red wigs. But in that spirit, they decided to have everyone wear red on the red carpet. And uh, as they say, red on red on red. That's the kind of and thing it might have been nice to have a little notice for. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, here in Palm Springs, we, we have our red dress, dress red party, which is the biggest fundraising you know dance party. There's no red to be found in any store or That's thrift true. shop in, within miles of but here. We all have like five red dresses and five red suits in our closet. So the best you can do is swap it with somebody else. Yeah. There's a swap party. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Michael, wow. Michael, how tall are you? Uh, 6'4", which is one of the problems when it comes to shopping because oh, I can't no. quite buy off the rack. When you get done with that, uh, whatever that outfit is, would you consider sending it? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll pay the postage if you'll send it to Palm Springs because I, I am looking for something for the red dress, dress, red party. And I'm 6'3". Well, I can. Actually, we're, um, uh, it's, I had to have a jacket built which they're just finishing up today, and it will arrive at my place around 3 o'clock. Well, maybe I could um, just rent it from you. You don't have to give it to me. I think you might have a use for it again, but maybe yeah. I could just rent it. Now, Michael is, we'll Mike, Michael is a, a, a large-framed man, too. So well, I'm not, I'm not small. You, you would be swimming in, you know, Michael's got big shoulders. Michael's got, like, football player build. All right. I can Enough see from the photos. I've been looking at his photos Enough online. trying to mooch his clothes. Yeah. And let's talk about the series. Now, <laughs> oh, shit. This, this, is, this is a huge... Huge uh, role for you, Michael, having a series and to work with RuPaul. And you know, you've you've had a career on Broadway. How many shows? Six, I think six. Yeah, six Broadway six shows. shows. Four national tours, but who's counting? Yes, exactly. Somebody has to. But so you're you're coming into it not from the. There are members of you know people that have been in RuPaul's Drag Race who come from the drag world that are in it. You're playing somebody who is in the drag world, but you're coming in as, you know, an established actor. They got an actor to do this. How does it feel being in drag? Um, uh, drag is, is, is uh, it's, a, it's a thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's fun. The good part is, well, it's funny. When I saw in the script that, um, you know, that I was a drag queen and um, I... <laughs> I thought it was going to be a funny shtick kind of thing, me and drag with my size. But Rue said in our first meeting, she, Rue's like, you're going to be gorgeous. 
I'm like, ah, we'll see about that. All I can say is I think I'm a handsome woman, <laughs> but uh, I, I can't quite say that I'm gorgeous. But the good part is that um, RuPaul's hair and makeup team do my hair and makeup. Fabulous. Um, so it's really on point. I don't know if you watch Drag Race, but the season of two, Raven, Raven from season two yeah. uh, does my makeup. Uh, Lucky and, you. Uh, and Raven actually does RuPaul's makeup as well. That's amazing. Well, I've watched every single episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, and it sounds to me like I'm about to lose 10 hours of my weekend. Absolutely. Yep. Hey, yeah, there are a lot of uh, the drag queens. Oh, my gosh. Valentina, Mayhem, Bianca Del Rio. Oh, hmm. fabulous. Quesadilla. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So many. Pandora's Box, Trinity Tuck. Oh, my uh, gosh. You've wow. got a recipe for success with all of that going wait. on. Someone ends up in every episode. In the series, RuPaul, um, uh, kind of a down-on-her-luck drag queen, she has saved money to buy a club in New York City, a drag club, open a drag club called Queens and Queens. <laughs> and uh, her boyfriend has stolen all her money, and uh, it turns out he was a con man. So uh, Ru's character takes on a road trip to travel around the country in an RV performing in drag competitions to raise money enough to open the club. So it's kind of a traveling show. And um, before she leaves New York City, a little kid, AJ, who is um, whose mother is a problem with drugs, sneaks into the RV, and they end up stuck together on uh, this road trip. And uh, they build quite the relationship. It's a beautiful story. Oh, that sounds fabulous. So what has it been like, you know, working as best friend to RuPaul in the series? How's it, how's it been in proximity to Ru? What have you uh, gleaned from that? Ru is great. And however you would think RuPaul is, that's how RuPaul is. RuPaul is, uh, gosh, so funny. And, you know, one of the easiest parts of my job is playing RuPaul's friend. And we're friends now. Um he works really hard, and um, we have some wonderful moments together. And also, just working with RuPaul. There was a day early on in shooting, we had finished, and we were being driven somewhere on the lot in a golf cart. And uh, Ru was next to me, and I said, Ru, uh, when we left the set, I could have sworn I heard one of the crew guys say, Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) And Rue turned to me and said, well, when they start calling each other bitch, then my job is done here. (laughs) I don't know. I'm always a little sad when mainstream and straight people get all of our terms and they know what we're saying. There was something fabulous about being under the radar back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yes. And all that's over. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're not going to be under the radar after tonight's premiere and the series. Do you you always appear in full makeup and, and hair and heels? on the show right oh no no i'm uh, only in drag four times maybe five times 95 percent of the time i am not in drag so people are going to recognize yeah. you everywhere now yeah enjoy yeah, they, they will. <laughs> enjoy um, the it. funny thing is john i think you know about this um uh, the best way to do drag is for makeup is to shave your eyebrows mm-hmm. right. and um and draw there them was on. a board of contention at the beginning. <laughs> Rue wanted me to shave my eyebrows, um, <sighs> but Michael Patrick King did not want me to because I'm 
not in drag 95% of the time. Right. My first big makeup test, I was leaving set and Rue comes to me and says, are you going to shave your eyebrows? And I say, for you, of course, Rue. And I went home and got up that morning at 5 a.m. and shaved one eyebrow. What? <laughs> when you shave one, you're all in. Yes, there you are. are. No going back. Now, do they have and Lee Press on um, eyebrows? eyebrows? <laughs> no. I, I shaved the second eyebrow, and I drove to work, and it was almost to the lot, and I get a text from Michael Patrick King that says, don't shave your eyebrows. Oh, oh no. So now and, you're uh, one of the few people who can tell me. How long does it take for your eyebrows to grow back? Oh, well, Rue told me it would be six weeks. But, and? Um, uh, two and a half months <laughs> to get fully back. Word to the wise. There is nothing worse than eyebrow stubble. <laughs> stubble. Oh, that's got to drive you crazy. Stubble. Although I'm thinking you could take one of those fake mustaches and cut it in half and put one over each eye if you had to. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Anyway, we're really excited to see. I can't wait. So much fun to be on the sidelines watching you get this. Uh, this is a, a this is your star turn. It's crazy, you know, that Elsa wrote this role for me, which first I was like, that's really great. And second, I'm like, so you created a role for a blind diabetic drag queen and said, Michael Leon Woolley, that's our guy. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, too. That his character's blind. I'm blind, yeah. That's a whole other level of acting to wow. play that. And how do you put yeah. on makeup as a blind diabetic drag queen? Lewis, my character, Lewis can do anything. He calls it memory and magic. Oh, wow. <laughs> memory and magic. Oh, and fabulous. this is the other thing that's really kind of weird. This is your second major character that it will be world famous who is the, named Lewis. That's right. The first being um, Lewis the Alligator from The Princess and the Frog, the Disney animated movie. Oh, cool. And if you haven't seen Michael's Lewis the Alligator, find it, uh, you know, watch them. It's a great movie, but... Yeah, you, you're a wonderful, adorable character. Can you give us a line or two? Um, oh, my God. Hallelujah. I found a stick. I think that's one. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. My dog says that every day. <laughs> and actually, it's like a 10-year anniversary, right, for Princess and the Frog? It is. We just had our 10-year anniversary. Unbelievable. But uh, it's still alive and well in people's hearts. And actually, on my piano, I have a statue of a small statue of Louis the Alligator. And in another room, I have um, two high heels of Lewis on a little thing. That's fabulous. Congratulations. We're all excited to watch and become new fans. And I can see that John's been a fan forever. Yep. Well, and I'm also, I've, I've also seen all the hard work that goes into this. And I, hat and headphones are off to you and, and all that you do. My feet are still trying to recover from high heels. <laughs> I am like, what in the world is this mess? You're 6'4 in flats with heels and hair. I'm close to seven feet. Actually, me and Rue are the exact same height. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we are a sight. Well, you're going to be hitting the heights. The red carpet tonight for the premiere, and then it'll be dropping on Netflix. And we, like Shan said, we've got 10 hours of our weekend that has now been taken up Lord. by AJ and the Queen. Thank you, Cocoa Butter. Oh, you're welcome. And as Lewis would say, I'm blind, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Print up the T-shirts. You got a, you got a catchphrase. Hey, we yes. love you. Thank you. Love you, too. We'll talk soon. I want to hear what you all think. And all you, right. you have to come to Palm Springs. Well, yeah, we want you live in the studio, all six foot four of you. <laughs> done and done. All right. <laughs>
Thanks, Michael. Right, thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye, John. I love that we kind of don't go into this with a real idea of what we're going to talk about. And we always seem to find our way, the camaraderie and the ease mm-hmm. and the reality of what's always happening in this town yeah. Yeah, drives well, the bus. People know, you know, we're friends. And we right. uh, and we talk like friends. And Michael's been a friend for an awful long time. So I'm just over the moon to see somebody that I've known for years and years and years and know how hard they work. Get to what do they say? There's no such thing as overnight success. Right. There's only overnight notoriety. Have a terrific weekend in hashtag I love gay Palm Springs. Like us on Facebook and check out the gay desert LGBT for your information 24 seven. Super. See you again next time on I Love Gay Palm Springs. Bye, John. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs.